I think. <laughs> now I'm not sure. Nope, you didn't. Get wrecked. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, guys. Never mind. <laughs> Streamyard, if you're listening, default share audio, please. No please. shit. There, there's that. You know, hey, we're looking for feedback from the users. What would you like to see? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, out of things that you know, the Christmas wish list of what would I like to see Streamyard do? That one honestly would probably be number one. Mm-hmm. It'd be like you know, just default to the that it shares the audio. And if YouTube or whoever you're streaming to gets pissed off and wants to shut you down, then that's on them. It's not on StreamYard. You know, it's buyer beware type of thing for us us content creators. But otherwise, yeah, don't just just default to, to sharing the audio as well. So I don't have to go in and check a button or Jack has to check a button mm-hmm. or we don't check a button and then we look like a bunch of horses asses. Yeah. Now people don't know they need to smash the like button, subscribe if they haven't. And uh, if they want to support the, mem- the channel, become a member. Now they don't know. Yeah. They don't, they don't they're know. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You mime? Yeah, they're just sitting here. They're just like, what do I do with this? I like this content, but nobody told me what to do. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> Absolutely nonsense, bollocks. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> but how have you been? I've been good. Ah, oh, God. I'm going to be the Grinch, the the Grinch, excuse me, not the Grinch, the fucking Grinch who stole Christmas because, man, I cannot wait for the holidays to be over. Work is just insane right now because we're doing like twice the workload with half the guys and trying to do it in half the time so that we can be all caught up, you know, by Christmas, for Christmas, after Christmas, after New Year's. Mm. And this is why, to me, it's like, this is why I don't like holidays. Mm. Because it's not like a lot of people where, oh, I'm so happy Christmas is coming. I get a couple of days off. It's like, yeah, but other than maybe a bunch of emails, if even that, do you have anything that, you know, that is piling up? no. Well, fuck you because I do, you know, I, I get two days off for Christmas cause I get Christmas Eve and Christmas day. The problem is I get to make up for it this week right now that just ended or is ending, whatever you want to call it. And I also get to make up for it next week. So to me, it's like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, Hey, you got two days off. No motherfucker. I earned those two days off because I just did twice the workload. So, yeah, they always try to get you in for more. It's like, oh, but it's so busy. No, it isn't. Seriously, after New Year's, like January and February are like a couple of the slowest months there are. Uh, see, and I love those months because it's just like, you know what? Winter sucks because we're in the, you know, you and I both are in the dead of winter at that point, which mm-hmm. just blows. Let's be honest, it just sucks dick. But at least it's slow enough that you kind of, you can do other shit. You can, you know, everybody's chilling out because they got to pay their Christmas bills off and all that other bullshit. And so everything just kind of goes slow till about April or so when spring starts to show up and 
at least in my line of work, motherfuckers decide, hey, let's get rid of a bunch of shit. And the purge season begins. <sighs> you know, that's when things start to pick back up. But, you know, mid to late January, all of February, even early March, it's it's pretty, pretty mellow. And I like mm. that because, yeah, it picks up and then it drops off. Where 2020 was so fucked up because of the uh, the bug that God, we're we're having purge season going on now, and it's like you sh- you sons of bitches should have done this earlier. But oh wait, that's right, you weren't essential. You were in <laughs> lockdown, and now now it's essential that we get rid of your ten years of horseshit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you see that a lot, and unfortunately, still in like corporate things like that, office jobs, there are still too many people there who shouldn't belong. Like HR, think about HR, which really isn't needed right now. Middle management is one as well. Like middle management is a way too big of a department to still be around. I agree. I yeah, agree. but the people in charge don't. They're like, no, no, we can't do that. No, we need them. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. you don't need them. You See, don't. it's funny. It's funny you bring that up, Jack, because mm. I was thinking about that earlier this week. Because I'm the oldest guy on route. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll be 49 in less than a month. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing shit that 25, 26 year old guys is doing. And the job I do, it's physically demanding, and it's the type of job. It's a younger man's job. So I know, am I going to be doing this, you know, in 20 years as an example? And I'm looking at it going, got it. Well, one, I hope not. Number two, I don't know if my body could deal with it in 20 years, maybe even in 10. It's like, so I know that it's like, yeah, I'll be getting out of this game at some point. And so I have to, you know, I've been thinking about, okay, what's your next move? And, and it got me thinking about call center stuff. Okay, which personally, I would rather deal drugs than deal with call center work, Mm -hmm. except, except with things that have been going on with the bug and with the way technology is and whatnot. And I know uh, that asshole Aaron's talked about it before. (laughs) It's the fact that you can work from home. Okay, and most I don't know how it is over in your neck of the woods. But here in Utah right now, like call centers are extinct. Okay. The building is still there and they've got, you know, a handful of skeleton crew of people that's mostly like IT, uh, some of the administrative people, you know, the boss is hanging around for whatever reason. Uh, the recruiters hanging around, you know, Karen from HR, of course, is there. But all of the rank and file, all the people who take and make the phone calls, they're all working from home. Okay. And in and in some cases, because I've talked to some of these customers, in some cases, they were kind of planning on making this move and the bug just kind of forced their hand and made them do it sooner. Mm-hmm. And some of them most of them, from what I'm hearing, they have no intention of going back to the office because it works. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, you know, we're, we we can keep overhead down. We can downsize our office. We don't need this, you know, 10,000 square foot building anymore. 
We just literally need an office that can hold like three people because those people, for whatever reason, do need to be on site type of thing. It's IT and some other motherfuckers. But beyond that, all of the rank and file, all of the, the people who are really doing the real work of that business, they're all doing it from home. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about that. And that's why I thought, you know, you know, when I get to be an older man, if I'm still working, which I probably will, why not? A call center job, the, the biggest thing that I hated about call center work when I did it, it wasn't even dealing with the customers when they would piss and moan and bitch and complain. It's like, eh, whatever. I, I, it, water off a duck's back. It didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I mean, every now and then you'd get one that would piss you off for a minute, but for the most part, it wasn't. The As work. they do. Yeah. As they do. It wasn't. <laughs> when you tell them um, about the situation where it's like, well, this and this is happening. Well, I don't think so. It's like, oh, that, oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll quit then. Apparently, you know better than I do. Well, I'm, go right ahead. Right. Solve your own bloody problem. Exactly. Okay, but the thing that I realized, it wasn't the customers that were the, the biggest pain in my ass. Mm -hmm. It was the office politics. Oh, yeah. It was the bullshit with my fellow coworkers that would drive me up a wall. Because there was a point when I used to do call center work that I, I did well enough that people wanted me to be a supervisor. <laughs> okay, why not? Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in fucking meetings. And, and meetings are the most worthless waste of time there ever is and ever was and ever will be. But I remember sitting there in the meetings and they're yapping about dress code. And of course, it's because somebody wore something that someone else felt was inappropriate. And it was never the guys that got called on the carpet. It was never the guys complaining. It was the women. It was Karen pissing and moaning about Becky wearing a low cut shirt or wearing a high cut skirt or some girl was wearing fucking flip flops when she should be wearing open toed sandals or some other type of nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I had to be a part of this discussion when I had shit to do that. It's like, really, we're going to have a two hour discussion about what is and isn't appropriate. And I remember as, as we're having this fucking meeting and I'm just sitting there kind of like I am right now. I was like, and they're like, well, Rob, you've been kind of quiet. What's your take? And I was like, you don't want to know my take. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. And I was like, okay, my take, everybody's in uniform. Okay. Fuck all of this. Uh, you know, personality and you can wear this, but you can't wear that. No, you, you want to make this so that everybody fits the mold and nobody's offended and we don't have to have stupid meetings like this. If it was up to me, if I was in charge, I'd be like, all right, all you motherfuckers, you're now wearing uniforms. This yeah. is the shirt. These are the pants. These are the shoes. This way, one, you know what the fuck you're wearing every day. Number two, there's not going to be any problem with someone getting offended because Becky was wearing something that showed too much skin or some kind of logo that someone else got offended by because you're all going to wear the same fucking thing. 
because that's the line of work I used to do. It's the line of work I do now. I have a fucking uniform that, hey, this is what we're paying you to wear. Yes, it's stupid, but you know what? They're paying me to wear it. Fuck it. I'll wear it. I, I at least know what I'm getting, what I'm going to wear to work the next day. I don't have to figure out, does this shirt match with these socks? And does this tie fit with what I'm doing? I, no, fuck all that shit. I, I put on the goddamn shirt they tell me to wear. I put on the fucking pants and I go to work. And that was my solution. That it's like, hey, if they're going to fuck around, let's just put them all in uniform. Well, then everybody will shut up real quick. Well, and that's exactly what happened because I remember going to the floor telling the people on the floor, I was like, look, I just spent two hours having a meeting over you guys' outfits. And if it were up to me, you're all going to be in uniforms. And if you keep it up, that's exactly the way it's going to go. So you guys need to figure it out and either get on board or you're going to be wearing a uniform because I'm the management is listening to me. They're like, really? So, and I'm, and I was pro uniform. It's like, Hey, here's the benefits. You know, yeah. here we don't have to have stupid meetings and people pissing and moaning about it. And, and the, that's the thing about working from home. Okay, you work from home. Guess what? You can wear whatever the fuck you want. You can I've be butt ass naked. Yeah, I've been wearing sweatpants for so long since I work from home. It's like, never mind. Right. I mean, who cares anyway? You know what the weirdest thing is, though? And this could be a Dutch thing, but for some odd reasons, these open toe Adidas slippers are a thing right now. They're a fashion thing in the Netherlands. So most of the quote-unquote youth and semi-youth is wearing sweatpants together with those slippers. And I just look around, I'm like, by God, man, fashion is dead. Oh, yeah, it, dude, it's been dead for 10 years. Longer, I think. Yeah, probably closer to 20, actually. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, that's, that's where I've thought about it, though. Again, talking, going back to, you know, being an older dude doing a younger man's job that it's like, yeah, there's going to come a point I'm not going to be able to do this forever, nor do I want to. It's like, God, I get tired of being in the cold. I get tired of being in the heat. I get tired of coming home and just feeling wrecked that it's just like, fuck, I'm tired. And so it's like, well, at some point you're going to have to move on and do something else that's maybe a little less physically demanding. And, you know, I mean, shit, that's how I fucked up my knee a few years back. It's doing a younger man's game. It's like, hey, you get older, shit happens after a while. You can slow down gravity, but you're not going to stop it. And so it's like, okay, I got to think of my next move. And I'm thinking, hey, I could do fucking call work again if i can do it from home i can definitely do it then because it's like ah, i don't i don't have to see karen i don't have to hear the bitches bitch i can just do my goddamn job deal with the customers if that's the case and move the fuck on and mm. life is good the only thing is what does it pay and how often am i gonna have to come into the office because I'm sure at some point they're going to want to have a meeting because everybody loves their fucking meetings. And jerk off in each other's face. And you're so special. You are too. And you're doing a great job. And you look so nice. And I haven't seen you in so long. Like, you oh. know, that, that reminds me. <laughs> that fucking you doing that shit reminds me. 
They do sound like that, don't but, they? I no, they do. That's what you just reminded me of something. That's why I have to bring it up. So everybody went into lockdown because of the big bad coof. And the funny thing is when they started letting people go back to work and, you know, people started coming back to the office, my job never changed. You know, it got a little slow for about two weeks. And then after that, it picked right back up again. But I remember going into an office one day. I shit you not, Jack, go into this office and, and it's a skeleton crew. They got like 12 people when normally they have like, I don't know, 50 or so. So most of them are still working from home, but there was a handful that were in the office now. And I'm going around doing my thing, but I hear, I overhear these two women. Women. Whammon. 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 Am I right, fellas? That's right. Whammon, guys. Am I right? So I, I overhear these two whammon. <laughs> and they were sitting there. Well, one was standing, the other was sitting. And of course, they're not working. And they're not talking work-related, like, hey, well, you know, I need to get some figures from you here, Becky. Okay, Sarah, what do you need? You know, nothing like that. No, it was, oh, I'm so glad to be back in the office. Okay, and I'm looking around. I finish up my job. You know, I just, by the time I did a full circle, a full 360, I'm back to where Becky and Sarah are. They're still standing there doing nothing but flapping their gums. And that's when I'm thinking, well, that's why it takes you eight hours to do anything. When in reality, if you fucking focused on it, it'd probably take you two hours. Okay. You don't, you're just fucking around for six. You're just spreading it out throughout the whole day. I have not yet heard one guy, not one, that's like, God damn, I'm glad to be back in the office. They're indifferent a at best. They're indifferent. They're like, eh, whatever. I have know? a couple Otherwise, of guys. Like, ah, I don't want to be back at the office. I'd rather be back home. I got more shit done. I have a couple of guys who are like, oh, finally, now I don't have to be with the kids anymore. Or that, yeah, there. Or the kids are, I don't need to be around my wife or my girlfriend. Bingo. Exactly that. And I've been reading, um, I've been reading Rich, Rich Cooper's book, book. The Unplugged Alpha. I still don't like the title. For I mean, alpha is an overused word in this sphere, but I digress. That's a personal reason. Right. He put it in perfectly. He's, a, he's like, you know what? These are the divorce numbers, and these are the numbers of the other 50% who'd be happily married. I'm like, holy shit. Like, oof, that looks bad. Oh, oh, and in daily interaction, I keep seeing it. It's like, what was one coworker again? Some people were complaining about their kids, and he was like, "Well, try working at home with your wife." And I, for funsies, said, "She's allowed in the house." And he came back, <laughs> and he came back with, "She allows me." I'm like, <laughs> "Never mind." Never mind. Come well, on. Well, that brings up uh, a good point that, you know, you kind of touched on it without touching on it. I'll touch uh, you. Well, hey. <laughs> hey, now. It reminds me of some of the dipshits on Twitter 
when they talk about, you know, being in a relationship and being in a marriage and being a real man or being a real alpha male in a marriage. And it's like, dude, success, the indicator of success isn't longevity. Ask me how I know. Okay. Two, two quick examples. A, my marriage. Five years. It's short. Yes. Thank God. Okay. But I was miserable for probably four of those years. Example number B. Exhibit B, your honor. Honorable <laughs> Judge Jack Napier, PhD, piracy. Mm-hmm. Here's exhibit Why? B. That's right. Exhibit B, my parents who were married twice to each other, they got married, then they got divorced, and then they got back together and they remarried. And they were together until the day my mother died. Combined time was almost 50 years. Mm. Almost. Okay. Probably like 49 and some change. Okay. And I look at the state of their marriage. And it was fucking miserable. But according to the douchebags on Twitter, well, they had a 50-year marriage. That's a success. And it's like, except they literally tolerated each other. That was about it. Toleration was, and that's, and I'm being, I'm being liberal. I'm being generous when I say they fucking tolerated each other. It's like, wow. You want to use longevity as a success metric? Uh, most marriages, not all, there's a, there's a handful of people I know and a handful of people I've met that, wow, they, they've got something going on. That's really working well. I, I want to know what their secret is mm-hmm. because everyone else, they either tolerate each other barely, or it's that living the life of a quiet desperation. And that will always be my worst nightmare. Because I haven't had it to the extent you had. Absolutely not. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I had a two-year relationship with a girl. And the last six months were just absolute terror. This absolute terror. She, uh, she, wanted to, she wanted to know what I spent my money on. She uh, wanted to plan everything out ahead. She wanted to plan who I hung out with. Things like that. It was just abysmal and then she started gaslighting when i didn't agree with something i remember her saying for the kids in the chat if you don't understand the term gaslighting it basically it's a fancy way of saying lying yeah but it's a weird form of lying it's It's psychological they're playing mind games with you but it ultimately comes down to lying yeah a good example I, i didn't agree with something and all of a sudden she said i know you tell your friends i'm a bitch I'm like, what? I never did that. Yeah, there's the lie. told me. And then you start doubting yourself. Like, yeah. Did I tell her? Like, sometimes she is, but. (laughs) Okay. Then you start doubting yourself. It's real quick, the super chat. There. The goddamn bacon for $2.23. She let me go outside to play for the winning. No. And yeah, you're not wrong, bacon. It does sound like that. They do sound like that. Okay, going on to the gaslighting thing, since you brought that up. Guys, um, uh, fuck, I, I, I can't be bothered to pull up the chat to type it in. So you motherfuckers are going to have to look this up. You're all going to have to play a little Atham right now. 
Athens. That's right. Go into Google and look up an author by the name of Robert Ringer. Okay. He wrote a handful of books like back in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. One of them was called Winning Through Intimidation. That was probably his bestseller. But then he wrote another book that I think is even better. It's called Looking Out for Number One. These are older books, but you can still find them. You can still purchase them. Okay. When Jack brought up the whole thing of gaslighting, Robert Ringer, and I think it's, it might be R-I-N-G-R, but there might be a W in front of it. I don't remember now, but I think it's just an R. Robert Ringer. He talked about, there was a chapter in Looking Out for Number One. I'll never forget this. And I read this book, like seriously, like 30 fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. That he <laughs> called uh, something along the lines of, you you know, more or less that if you deal with crazy, you're not going to change them. They'll change you. Crazy yes. will make you crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole gaslighting thing. It's the idea that someone that's a fucking nut job that says two plus two equals five. And you go, oh, no, 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 my dear. Two plus two is clearly four. You keep fucking hammering against that brick wall. Eventually, you're going to start doubting yourself. And you might go, well, God, maybe two plus two, it does equal five. And this guy, I mean, he, in a lot of ways, to me, was red pill before the concept of red pill was even a thing. Because, like I said, he wrote this shit back in the 70s and early 80s. So check it out. You'll learn a few things that you're going to look at it and go, holy shit, here's Rolo, here's Rich, here's Royce, here's all the guys that y'all know and love. But... Even back then, Robert Ringer was writing about it. He's a little more soft in a lot of his language and whatnot because that was the time era. Mm-hmm. But he and he didn't have nearly as many cool buzzwords as we have now. And he didn't do a lot of the as a man, you should, you know, the guilt and shame tactics that we're so fond of on Twitter these days. So you you do have to have a certain comprehension of the English language to to fully appreciate the man. Mm-hmm. But most of the guys in the chat, they'll understand it. They'll they'll appreciate it. Bull Rush, you might not like the guy so much cuz he didn't write it in crayon. But <laughs> you know. But he does get right to the point. And it's it's good stuff. Because uh, I've got the books and I'll pull them out every once in a blue moon and look at them. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about today that seems groundbreaking and oh my God, it's like, dude, this guy was writing about it back like in 1984. It's like, wow, Robert Ringer was nailing nailing shit to the wall even back then. Mm -hmm. But it is that whole, when you're dealing with a nut job, Whoever it is, whether they're BPD or whatever it is, narcissistic or whatever, whatever label you want to slap, gaslighting, all that shit. When you're dealing with crazy, you're not going to change them. They're going to change you. And so caveat emptor, buyer beware. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of which, I mean, I just... These days, for a couple of years now, 
I just ask myself, what do I want? And I, I asked you in the DMs on Twitter, like, do you remember that evangelical girl I told yeah, you yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you brought that up today? Yeah. Yeah, like with with the uh, Jake from Adventure Time, uh, whatever. But um, like when I went there, she was like, "Oh, and I don't do that anymore. I'm an evangelical now, and I found Christ." She was still blowing like marijuana up the ale, and um, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah," and I don't Weird smoking Jesus. I love it. And uh, she was like, no, I don't do that anymore. And I'm looking for something stable. Look for this. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, are you sure you don't want to be friends? We can talk very well. I'm like, well, we're having a nice conversation, but that's mostly because I think you're hot. That's not because I like you. That's because you're hot. And at least I'm honest in this. So this will be the last time you see me unless you change your mind. So I was like, ah, she's probably going to go to the evangelical church, find a guy there, and, well, do whatever. Then yesterday I found out she's apparently in a relationship with one of the biggest former drunk, still, one of the biggest junkies that's in my neighborhood. I'm like, I am so glad I walked away and did not take that seriously. Like, I will not take a woman for her word. I just won't. I really no, you just can't. Won't. You can't. No, because the tingles or whatever, they will break religion, you name it. On one hand, I'm like, seriously, I have to be a junkie to get with you. I'm like, oh my God, man. What what is the world coming to? But on the other hand, I speak womanese well enough to know she's been through the ringer, even though she's twenty one. And that's just bad. That is just bad. Like, no woman of 21 years old, unless it's like, I don't even want to know, says, I need something stable and I'm not like that anymore. It's like you're on a date and she says, I'm not like that anymore. And they expect you to take that. They expect you to bend over, lube it up and ask them, please, sir, may I have some more? And I always just sit there like, you do know I know what that means, right? Like, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Hey, you just agree and amplify it. That's all it is. It, it's like their own. It's like a mild shit test. Is all it is. It's like <laughs> whatever. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, all yeah. right, you, you go, girl. Strong and and brave and stunning and powerful. But what I mean, they try to put you in a sort of provider zone or oh, friend zone. Of course. After they say that. And at that point, I'm like, this is not even a shit test anymore. This is just trying to leech off of me. So, bye. Mm -hmm. But they expect you to take it. They expect you to spit it up and swallow that big Darth Vader helmet. Okay. In defense of the whammon. Okay. In defense. I'm going to play devil's advocate here with you, Jack. Okay. Yes. Because because you're sitting there kind of going, they expect you to take this. Well, considering, look at the men, if you, and I'm using the term loosely, <laughs> look at the men they deal with day in and day out. Okay. Most men are simps. Most men are feminized men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I went okay. As an example, I went over to Teriyaki's last night. Okay. 
and she has this neighbor. He's I'm going to call him Dominic. Okay. He's a young guy. He's like 26. Dominic is typical of most men. Okay. He works a, a decent job. He has an ex-wife who he's trying to get back with because he has a son. Okay. She is fucking other dudes because they're divorced. They're, they're done. She wanted the divorce. He moved out of their house that he's paying for. She's fucking other dudes. He's putting up with their shit because he wants to get back because he wants to see more of his son, even though he has court mandated custody rights. He has periods of time where this is your time to see your son. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he's tolerating a bunch of bullshit from his ex-wife, which he's allowing. And he's moaning and pissing and whining about this shit to teriyaki. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's sitting there rolling her eyes going, I don't want to hear this. Go away. I don't care. You know, basically you need to suck it up, grow some balls or get your balls back out of her purse mm -hmm. and get on with your life. I'm like, wow, you're, yeah, you're speaking truth there. And he finally left because he'd come over to visit. He went home to pass out or do whatever he was going to do. Call his ex-wife. <laughs> call I his don't girlfriend. Know. Yeah, whatever. You know, call his ex-wife who's his employer because he's still throwing money at her. And she literally sits down on my lap and goes, God, I'm glad to be with a real man. But you're 5'4", right? Exactly. And I'm just, all, just saying like... Yeah, but there I'm we have it. Okay. There we have it. There you have it. Okay. But Dominic is the norm. I've realized that now over time because I've dealt with enough women, and this isn't like a brag or a flex or anything like that. It's just I've had multiple women over the years that when they got around me, they were like, I have never met a guy like you. You're the guy I've always been looking for. And and I'm and I'm thinking to me at the time, I've always just thought, well, I'm I'm just like all these other dudes. And even in some areas, I'm subpar because I'm only five four. Okay. Doomed. Yeah. Doomed. Yeah, doomed. I say I'm never getting pussy. Oh God, kill me now. Okay. So I always considered myself average. That it's like I'm just no, I'm just an average dude. Okay, but I've had multiple women from multiple age ranges that are like, wow, I have never met a guy like you. This is amazing. You're the guy I've been looking for. And it's because I have boundaries and I'm just not going to suffer bullshit. It's like, ah, oh, whatever, you know. But most guys are Dominic. They're bending over, taking it up the ass fucking around, simping, doing all this feminized men behavior. And it's like, of course women expect you to do that because that's what they know. Because most guys, that's exactly what they do. So when you mentioned the girl, you know, well, she just expects me to take it up the ass. Why wouldn't she? 
you know, in, in her defense, why wouldn't she? Because most guys will bend over, take it up the ass and say, thank you, ma'am. Can I have another? Okay. You are a rare exception. The, the guys in the chat are a rare exception. They better be. I they hope so. No They've been shit. listening to my show. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare fail me, chat. But that's what I mean, that you and I can sit there and go, what the fuck? Why, why would they expect me to just bend over and take it up the ass? But that's because you and I are assuming that most guys are like us. Mm-hmm. Because that's the crowd we run with. So yeah, when, when you run with guys that have similar viewpoints and similar experiences and similar outlooks, we all start going, ah, yeah, you know, Atham's like that and Dre's like that and Marty's like that and Bacon's like that. So everybody's like that. The fuck do these fucking women think, those stupid bitches? What the <laughs> bitch, you better fucking get your fucking head screwed on, right? Go fuck yourself. But like I said, in defense, that's not the norm. The norm is Dominic, who's divorced. It's finalized. It's fucking done. And he's still trying to weasel his way back in, and he's tolerating her doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And his rationalization, and I'm not saying it's wrong or bad, but it is an excuse, is, well, I want to be closer to my son. It's like, okay, so you're going to teach your kid to simp is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. When you have legal rights in your <clears throat> favor, court ordered that she has to do certain things. And you let that shitty behavior slide. You're trying to get back into her good graces. So you're groveling like a dog showing your belly. And that's the majority of men. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? In your defense, hmm? defense is heard. Defense be seated. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Okay. <clears throat> fine but as a guy who listens to this show and knows better you won't take it you'll just tell her honey that's not how i work this is how i work this is how this is going to work you don't want that it's been fine meeting you goodbye and nine uh, eight times out of ten you'll find they'll turn around they're like oh no guy ever stood up to me before like, oh hello was this guy. But other times, they'll just, uh, they know their best time is up and they go for the guy who is, uh, yes, dear, no, dear. Now, I have to say, I have become very, very, how do I put that? Like, my standard is pretty high. I mean, and I mean high, high. It's like, oh, so your parents are a bit fucked up. That's not going to be a relationship. Oh, you just mentioned you'd study psychology at one of the largest towns in the Netherlands. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You told me you're not like that anymore. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'll date them. I'll date them. Do not get yeah. me wrong. I'll date them. I'll fuck them, whatever. But the relationship barrier, that is that is so high with me. It's like, nah, 
Uh, commitment? Nah. Nah. Not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. But what's that word I'm looking for? Not skeptical. It's, uh, I don't know what the word is. But it's just like, guys, don't take that. Don't take that. Well, it's funny you say that because I tweeted about that earlier. I said, a lot of you lack experience and have no boundaries, and it shows. Mm. Okay. The more, the more I watch Twitter, and, and that's, you know, my pulse of the internet, I guess. The more I kind of step back and, and not be invested in any one conversation or anything, the more I just kind of observe and I just sit back and I watch, the more I realize I think the majority of the guys that are these guru status have no fucking clue what they're talking about. They're pulling shit completely out of their ass. They have no experience, whether it's getting laid or even relating to women. Yeah, they may be decent with one woman here and there on occasion. Good for you, but the, the advice these guys are handing out, it works for them. With their woman, it's not going to be applicable across the board. Okay, But then I also see guys that have no boundaries. And what I mean here is I'm a hedonist. And so like when it comes to degeneracy in the bedroom, pretty much there is almost nothing off the table for me. It's like, oh, you want to do that? Cool. Let's try it. Or, mm. oh, I've done that. Hell yeah. Let me show you a couple different ways to do that. Okay. The boundaries are that guys roll over and will just fucking take whatever they can get. And that's where it's like, guys, have have a little fucking self-respect. Okay, that doesn't mean you got to be so fucking picky that you're going to just pick yourself right out of the dating pool. Because I see guys doing that too. Yeah, can I can I like uh, cut in real quick? Yeah, by all means. Because like, I do my typical shit post about women, what's preventing you from looking like this? Yeah. And a lot of guys seem to think that I mean by that, that that is the kind of woman I date. I don't. I'm just shitting on the fact that most women are overweight. Right. But you're trolling. I know I'm what trolling. you're You're fucking trolling. I know yeah, what you're doing. Because you have an IQ. Dipshits, yeah, but a lot of the other dipshits out there think you're fucking serious. Yeah, it's like, that's, no, that's I'm That's their lack of experience and that they have no boundaries. Bingo. And I, I said this before, like, why not bang a four, a five, or a six, or whatever, if you can't get the ten? It's like a dry spell is not worth, In and I'm being very honest about this, like, in my opinion, a dry spell is not worth the hassle of only dating beauties, because you're not going to run into beauties all the time, and sometimes there are women who might not I mean, don't lower your standards too much. No, but some but of these don't guys have never even think that you're all that because you ain't shit either. Bingo. It's like, guys, what are your standards based on when you don't have any success yet? That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, they've had no success at all, yet they have these standards of beauty. I'm like, 
which is why they have no success. The lack of self-awareness is astounding because it's like, okay, so you claim that you only bang nines and tens, brah, except you've never banged anything because you're, it, it shows up in what you're saying because it's, it's fucking ignorant. And it's like, wow. Okay. So the last time you actually had pussy is when pussy had you. Yeah. That was the last time you had pussy because your expectations are so fucking out there that there's no woman on the planet that is ever going to meet it. It's all in your fucking head. And yet they got guys cheering them on, rooting them on, following them, doing stupid shit. And it's like, ah, fuck all you get to burn because Mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah. To me. And and I, I know I said this, I think I said it on let them burn. Maybe I said it with you. I'm half drunk, so I don't remember when I said it, but I know I said that a dry spell of more than a year for a guy, in my opinion, a dry spell of more than a year is a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sex, you said that to me. Sex is <clears throat> so easy that if you go more than a year, you need to look in the mirror because it's it's you. It's not them. It's not the women. Well, I only bang nines and tens. Well, what do you look like? If if you look like a fat piece of shit, good luck. Okay. Not saying you got to be Chad and you got to be ripped and shredded, but let's get fucking real here. Okay. Guys that, oh, this guy, he's, he hasn't had sex in 10 years. Well, that's nine fucking years. He made a choice. Yeah. Because the longest I ever went was a year. And then after that, I was like, God damn, I need some pussy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you go out and you hit the slow. You go out and you, I I banged a three that I'm not going to brag about it to my bros, but man, I got some pussy and it felt fucking good. But they all do it. They all do it. Oh yeah, guaranteed. They all do it. But that's the thing. That's how you gain experience with them as well. Because whether they're hot or whether they're not, they all act the same. Yeah. And I've said this before, all women without makeup are fives or something. They really are. I think I exaggerated it on Twitter to gain clout because that's how Twitter works. Yeah, yeah. You you were shit posting. I'm, uh, I think I said all women without makeup are four, something like that. And of course, <laughs> of course, uh, from the woods they came. Of course. Like, oh, Jack, you're over I know, I know, I know a woman that looks great without makeup. Well, I'm sorry, anonymous guy on Twitter. I know a tall Chinese guy. I'm sorry. I know a poor Jew. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, come on people the exception is not the norm and i'm shit right. posting but there it's like well but that's what's time. fun about you know when i watch you troll because i know what you're doing i'm like oh jack's doing his thing mm. and and i i don't even bother going into the dumpster fire that ends up in your comments i i just i don't i don't have the time but i see the number of comments and it's like oh yeah they took the bait you know, they, they totally took the bait mm-hmm. and, and it's just like, yep, it's predictable. And, and I see it all the time with a bunch of different guys, you know, when rich Cooper shits on single moms, man, it turns into a fucking wildfire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course there's going to be someone in there saving my lady always. 
And it's like, whatever, you know, I don't even bother with that because I, I got shit to do. But it's just funny to know how predictable it is. But that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you have gone through a period of not having sex for more than a year, it's a choice. Yep. And that's fine if that's your thing, but don't piss and moan about how the women are bad because it's like, no, that's that's you. You made a choice. You're holding out for the the supermodel or whatever it is, your fantasy girl in your head. Well, maybe while you're holding out for her, maybe you ought to fucking go and hit the gym and do some other shit to make yourself better instead of shit posting about it on Twitter. You know, because seriously, sex has gotten easier for me than uh, than when I was in my 20s. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been hitting a kind of a dry spell for about a month right now. I've have I've had plenty of matches and numbers, plenty of nudes, whatever. Like this this Wednesday. Did I tell you about that? I didn't tell you about that. No. This Wednesday. Got a match. Hot and heavy, whatever. She's like, no, I want to go to bed early. And I was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going out. Fuck this. Hot and heavy. Send me all her private parts. You name it. The next day. Oh, so my best girlfriend got the Ronas. So I can't come out and meet you. I'm like, block. Fuck off. Never mind. Like, we're not going to deal with this. We're not. It's like. Because I know, Rob, I know that if they want to see you, no matter what, they will come and see you. But it has come to the point where it's like one night, hot and heavy. It's always been like this, by the way, always. Hot and heavy. You leave them alone during the day and some other guy shows up or whatever, or the stance of the moon is not right. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't feel like it anymore. Well, that shit has been happening a lot lately. And I told Troy this as well. It was so fun, by the way. Great show with Troy. Very laid back show. It's like, so, Jack, how's your success on the, on the dating apps? I'm like, well, it's kind of like the same with Rob. And that's why the show works. It has its ups and downs. Like one week, we're like, yeah, the women are great. And online dating is great. And sex is awesome. And then there's week, it's like, oh, fuck them all. It's like, yeah, piss off. <laughs> so you can see in the show, when we're having success and when we're having not. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's well, like We're that. a lot more cranky when we're not having success. But I told Troy, the times that it works are worth the hassle. Absolutely. I mean, I, I look back fondly on my time with that 19-year-old. That yeah. was fun. And if I did it once, I can do it again. Thank you. And that's so like that's how all of this works. You want to know how to make like a steady income online? Make one dollar first, and then multiply that. Yeah, replicate it. It's it's repetition and replication. That's, that's the same thing with dating women. That they ebb and flow. You're gonna have periods where they're not biting, they're not interested, and you're gonna wonder why, 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 why did she do that? Why? What, Rob? Why? I don't know why, dude. It could be the moon. It could be the stars. It could be the sun. It could be Oprah. crystals. It could be Oprah. It could be a million fucking things. And it, and none of them have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Just go, eh. And you move on and you just, you you approach the next girl. You swipe right on the next girl. And you just keep plugging through it. 
Mm -hmm. It well, is a numbers game in that sense. Yeah. No, I know because um, I treated myself a bit. That will solve all my problems. Yeah. All, all of them, huh? All of them. And I don't Fuck. have a lot. I don't have a lot. But this will solve them all. I bought a new fragrance. That is yeah. going to improve my online dating. Yes, it will. It will. You won't smell yeah, like ass. <laughs> <laughs> new fragrance for men. Ass. By Rob said. That's right. Smell like ass. <laughs> and then, dude, that would be a great commercial. Ooh, you smell like ass. <laughs> oh, let's do it. We'll we'll get it together. You want to smell like what she wants to for dinner? <laughs> like ass. <laughs> ass. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> and then you've got these shots of people turning their heads. That's right. And then even show an ass, you know, and smack that ass, bounce a quarter off it or something for extra measure. Oh, God. Yeah, kind of like that. No, but in all seriousness, though, I've been finding that out lately. Like, oh, we've been here before. Three week, four week dry spell. It's yeah, it, it happens. The they, they, they're they're had, cyclical in a lot of ways. There is an ebb and flow. There is a tide to it. The longest I went was six months after my last LTR. There you go. After my last LTR. Took six months. Then all of a sudden I got a match who at first was like, oh, I'll meet you on Saturday or whenever. I was driving home. She's like, I can meet you now. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, break the dry spell. Right. And, oh, she was kind of cute, actually. Well, number 10, that was. Nice. Number 10. <laughs> that's how I remember. <laughs> oh, that's that's no different than me. The The longest I ever went was a year. And that was back when I was like 22 and had no fucking clue about anything. Mm -hmm. The last time, the, you know, the, the latest dry spell, if you will, was it was about six months. And that was after me and the ex-girlfriend broke up. And I took some time because I was like, you know, I had to fucking get shit in my head figured out. I had to straighten myself up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't in the mood to date or go out or fuck or anything like that. And so, yeah, it was about six months because that was like in March, I think. Something like that was the last time we'd had sex. And it was like in July or August was the, when all of a sudden, you know, I, I okay, I'm feeling it. Time to pull a girl, you know, start doing my thing. And hey, what do you know? Got laid. You know, to quote Ryan, don't care, got laid. Well, exactly. Yeah. You, you know, another thing I like about Rich's book, mm. I'm going to do a review about that on Tuesday, by the way. But here's a spoiler alert. And um, I've seen this before and wait for the review to come out. But his measurement system isn't about looks it's enthusiasm yep so he's like you want to know what a real nine and ten is the girl says i'm i'm free now here's my address here's my number here's my email here's my whatever here's no my date of sense. birth my social security number and the keys to my house come over by me bet now me you bet now something like that or as teriyaki said to me last night i want to do all the things with you Oh, that's so nice. I that, had a girl once. That's, that's what she said. She's like, 
you know, she was bitching about Dominic for a minute. And then she's like, God, you know, and she kind of did the girl thing and starts reminiscing for a minute. I'm just kind of sitting there going, all right, whatever, you know, fucking play on my phone for a second. And then she's like, you know, that's what I like about you. And I want to be around you because I want to do all the things with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, let's start. Mm-hmm. You know, what the hell? Why not? Today's a good time. I remember so that you're exactly right. I remember. And I, that was at the point where I didn't know what I was doing. Like I got into the, I found out I liked certain things, but I was just starting to do it. And Adler all of a sudden tells me you're the boss. Like don't have to tell me twice, dear. Don't have to tell me twice. It's yeah. like, those are the girls you want. Yeah. And, whether they and in all honesty, Adler to me back then was an eight. And never. You showed me the picture of her, didn't you? When uh, when she was the brunette. Yeah. 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 No. You're, I, yeah. No. I I would even agree for me that it's like yeah, actually she probably was an eight. Yeah. yeah like to me, yeah. she was an eight. But people might vary. Watson yeah. thought she was a four. Wow. Okay. So Watson's got some so high standards. But she was so damn enthusiastic. There you go. And once you've had that, you're going to look for that. Yep. You don't care really how much how hot she is. You're going to care about how reciprocal she's acting. Am I phrasing that right? Yeah. Like, is she receptive to you? Yep. Is she receptive? Is she is she wanting to do shit with you? Is she wanting to be around you? Is she making time for you? All that kind of shit. Is she going to come over to your house and, and fuck you in the middle of the night so you don't have to fucking leave the house? All that. Is she going to tell you, I want to do all the things with you? Are you going to experience first chat problems with her? Yeah. There you go. Where it's like, I just want to play my video game and she wants to suck my dick. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's where you want to get to. And I mean, my former main play, I mean, yeah, she wasn't all that great. I don't know, lacked a bit on the courage, but she was thin. Face, eh. You don't give her nearly enough credit, dude. Seriously. Because you showed me what she looked like. And you're, you kind of did the same thing with me that you're doing right now. You're kind of like, eh, you know, you're kind of nitpicking her a little bit. Which, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at her going, I'd bang her. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, but- she's hot enough. And if <laughs> That's she's the real scale. And, and if she's enthusiastic, hey, that just makes her that much She harder. was hella enthusiastic. There you go. And that's what you want. You want yep. a girl who's like, I'm here. What are we going to do? Tell me. That's what you want. Not the girl who's like, well, I know what I look like. And I don't really care that much about you. But um, if you're going to do what I say, we'll be fine. And maybe I'll touch your dick. On your I've, birthday. I've never met that girl. I really have never met that one. I never got far enough with a girl like that for her to act like that towards me because I'm very direct. It's like, hey, I think you look cute. Want to go? It's like, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't deal with that. It's either yes or no. The maybe girl is the no girl in disguise. I don't deal with the maybe girl. I just don't oh, have no. time for it. Fuck I don't have time for it. Fuck that. I've got Legos to build. I've got islands to conquer in video games like right i have people to train i have courses to make i have yeah, I a, got shit to do i've got podcasts to do god damn it <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, and the thing is, and and that's another thing that I've getting back to kind of experience and, and all guys, I think go through it once they have a little bit of success and it's, it's an ego investment. It's, it's a way to boost your ego is there's three types of women. There's yes, there's no, and there's maybe. And when you're inexperienced, you don't know what a yes looks like. You do usually know sometimes what a no looks like. And then there's that maybe girl. And so maybe you get one or two yeses under your belt and you, you get slammed in the, you know, get the door slammed in your face by a couple of no's. But then you meet the maybe girl. She's just hot enough and you're like, oh God. And, but she's kind of on the fence about you. And so those are the girls you really have to bring your A game and you'd better be on point and you'd better, you know, you got to say everything right and you got to look a certain way and yada, 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 all the bullshit. You got to jump through all the hoops and then you get her, you get her to get off the fence and she's on your team. And then you fuck her and you realize, God, that was a lot of fucking effort. Mm-hmm. And she really wasn't super enthusiastic. She, I mean, she was enthusiastic, but not, I'll, I'll drive underwater and, and breathe barbed wire to fuck you. And so you start figuring out that the maybes are usually time wasters. That, yeah, you can pull and make a girl who's on the fence. You can do all the moves and say all the things and blah, blah, blah. And she'll jump on your side of the fence you can do that. And, and that's great when you're inexperienced enough because you got to try it because God knows I did it. But then after a while, you do that a couple of times and you realize it's still sex. It's pretty good. There's no such thing in my book as bad sex, just some better than others. But you realize that the hell yeah, girls, fuck, they make it easy. They're, they're all about getting on your cock. And so it's like, oh, man, I don't have to be Rico Suave. I, I, I don't have to be perfect. I, I can flub my lines or whatever. I can kind of fuck shit up and I don't have to be as worried about it because they're going to be very forgiving there. As long as you're not a total, you don't turn into like the creep or something. Mm-hmm. They're going to be OK with you and they're going to want to go and you're going to realize, oh, shit. This is the girls that I like, and that's how I am. To me, there's no such thing as maybe. There's yes and there's no. Bingo. And if she's kind of like, well, that's a no. It's like, if you're not a hell yeah, then it's a fuck no. It's okay. Go find another dude. See you later. Goodbye. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's wrap this one up then on that. Okay. There there is no maybe. There is either yes or there's no. Everything in in between is a no. Yeah, simplify it, guys. Yes or no. And believe me, when you've got the, when you've got to that point, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know. will. You'll know. It's the, the yes girls will make it very easy for you. And the hard no girls will make it very easy for you because that's usually where guys fuck it up is they misread signs and whatnot. It's usually lack of experience. They approach some girl and she's given all the indicators of disinterest. And then when he hits on her, she turns around and yells, fuck off into his face. And, you know, a lot of guys, wow, she's a bitch. And it's like, no, you just weren't paying attention. Mm. She wasn't interested and she made it clear. You just plowed ahead anyway. Yep. So it's easy to figure out when you know what to look for. 
indeed. So guys, smash the like button, subscribe if you haven't, share this with anyone who you think needs to hear this message, and you can support the channel by clicking the join button. Weekly Q&As, weekly podcast, and we're going to do a live stream. We did a nice little live stream this week about uh, muscle fiber specific training. And next week on Thursday, we're going to do a live stream about the conjugate method when it comes to building a training schedule. So might want to check that out. Click the join button. Rob says .net, patreon.com forward slash Rob says underscore underscore. Follow Rob on YouTube, follow Rob on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. And that's about it. Take us out.